0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, on this 30th Sunday, of ordinary time, we are celebrating as well World Mission Sunday. And I think the readings lead us to understand what that means for each of us in our own life. Especially this the verse which we just sang. It said God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. In other words, the salvation of the world came through a gift from God, by Jesus Christ who came to take our sins upon himself, to die on a cross, to rise from the dead, so that we could be freed from sin and have new life. This is God's doing, not ours. In his mercy, in his love, in his generosity, he deigned to save us. We didn't deserve it, but we should be very grateful for it. But it doesn't end there. The second part of this verse says, after it says God was, reconcil- God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, it says, and entrusting to us the message of salvation. In other words, we are called by God not only to receive from him this gift, but to share this gift with others. That's what World Mission Sunday is all about. The missionaries who go out into the world to share the faith, to share the gift. Go into the world and tell the good news. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No one comes to the Father except through me. So give them me. Share what you've received. Don't just have it for yourself. Now, can all of us or will all of us go to faraway missions and do this? No. But can all of us be missionaries where we are? Absolutely. Right at home. I said that woman that got a, heard Billy Graham preaching about sharing the gospel message. And, and she says, oh, your message touched me so much, but I can't go do anything because I have 12 children. And I'm just, I have to take care of them all day. And he wrote back, thank you for your letter and praise God that he already gave you a community to be a missionary to. Because your 12 kids is where it starts. Right at home. You don't have to go very far to be a missionary. To share the love of Christ with the person next to you. To seek to give the message of his mercy and love to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your co-workers. To be a light of Christ in the world. You are called to that. You can't say, oh, that's for the priests and the deacons and the nuns and the consecrated people. And No, no, no. You are a member of the body of Christ. Christ is the head, we are the body. In other words, we are the hands and the feet that will bring the message to the world. And there's ways to do this. World Mission Sunday, there's envelopes in the back of the church. If you want to pick one up after and pray about giving a donation to the missionaries who are giving their whole life for this, that's one way for you to be a missionary, supporting those who are able to get out there and do it physically. And St. Vincent de Paul, I think, today, great missionaries in our community right here. They're going to be handing out paper bra- those brown paper bags they hand out for the food drive they do. What a great opportunity to be a missionary. Take a bag and fill it up with some canned goods and bring it back next week and, and share the love of Christ with those who are poor and most in need. But it is in our hands. He has entrusted to us and that us includes every one of us the message of salvation. So don't say, oh, that's not for me, because it is for you, even if it just means for the person that's sitting next to you to share in the love of Christ. Whatever it might mean for whoever's in your life, you are a member of the body of Christ, and thus a missionary called to share his word. In the first reading, it said, first the psalm said, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Who are the poor? Yes, we have materially poor people who suffer because they they lack housing, they lack food, they lack clothing, and they need our support and our help. Yes. But he's not just referring to the poor in that sense, because there's many other ways to be poor. Spiritually, intellectually, humanly, psychologically, have all types of weaknesses and sins in our life that we need to overcome. But then there's also the reality of the poor of spirit. So it's not just about our ailings and our weaknesses. It's about having an attitude of humility to recognize what I am before God. The Lord hears the cry of the poor means if I place myself before him with humility and offer my prayer, that too is a missionary effort to share his word and his love and his life and his mercy with others. It says here, The Lord is a God of justice who knows no favorites. But then he's not unduly partial toward the weak. In other words, it's not just because you're materially poor that the Lord's going to hear your voice. No, if you are spiritually poor in the sense of you're humble, and you come before him with an attitude of recognizing we are sinners, he will hear your cry. He hears the cry of the oppressed. He's not deaf to the wail of the orphan, to the widow, when she pours out her complaint. The one who serves God willingly is heard, and his petition reaches the heavens. The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. It does not rest till it reaches its goal. Nor will it withdraw till the Most High responds, judging justly, and affirms the right. The Lord will not delay. We see the same thing in the gospel today. We've got these two men. Go to the temple. Well, they both go to the temple. They both go, obviously, to honor and worship God. But it says here, Jesus said this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness. The proud. Those who think, oh, I'm okay. No, I'm not one of them sinners out there. I'm not the adulterer or the dishonest or the greedy like this tax collector here, I fast twice. I do my devotions and my prayers. I go to mass every Sunday. I pay tithes on my whole income. You know, I'm okay. I'm I'm self-righteous. It says this Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer. And this is funny, to himself. How oftentimes can we direct ourselves to God, and we're really just speaking to ourselves? Instead of speaking to him, asking him for his love, his mercy, his grace, his strength, what we need to glorify him and offering ourselves to him, saying, here I am, Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. That was Mary's prayer. There we have it. A self-righteous person is one who thinks they're okay and everybody else. We can even be self-righteous about the people that are sitting here in church. We see them come in and say, oh, God, look at that person, you know. What are they coming to church for, you know? We judge one another and we we think these kind of thoughts in our own self-righteousness. And the Lord's asking us to be humble, humble of heart, to place ourselves before him. That's why he says the tax collector went home justified because he didn't even raise his eyes to heaven. He beat his breast and prayed, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Does it sim remind you of something we just did at the beginning of mass? Hopefully we did it sincerely, conscientiously aware of what we were doing. I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. My thoughts and my words and what I've done and what i failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. We just did the same thing this guy was doing. Did we do it with humility? Did we do it with sincerity? Did we do it with the awareness that we need to be poor in spirit and truly humble before the Lord and recognize our sinfulness so that he can heal us of that and give us his grace so that from him we can receive the gift of our eternal salvation and therefore go forth from here and share it with others we had a beautiful mass last night with our new bishop, Bishop Dolan he was here to celebrate for us and and part of his words and his comment on these texts was both of these guys went to church both were trying to live the faith one was erroneous in one way and another perhaps in the other But, but the fact is they both went well we all come to church too Maybe we're striving to live the faith, but it's not enough just to live it. He said we have to go out and share it. And I believe that's, that's truly what the Lord is asking us to do. He's entrusting to us the message of salvation. It's up to us to go forth and to share the good news, to share the word, to share the love of Christ, to share the mercy of Christ, to share the salvation we've received undeservedly rather than judging and condemning whether it's those who are far away and living like atheists and in sin and killing babies and abortion and all that, and we have to pray for them, not judge them. We have to ask God to convert their hearts. Or whether it's the people that we believe that are sitting right next to us that are that share the faith, but oh, that guy's an ultra conservative. Oh, that guy is an ultra liberal, and we we we. God, we need to find the truth, which is Jesus Christ, and in Him find our salvation. And then let his truth, not mine or yours or somebody else, no. The truth of Jesus Christ be what I carry to the world. What I strive to give to those around me. His love, his mercy, his grace, his strength. He is the one, the only one through whom we can get to the Father. And he's entrusted this message to you. You can be indifferent, you can sit back, you can say, yeah, sounds good, but no, I got enough to do without having to worry about that. Or you can be aware that you don't have to really do much more than what you're doing if you do it with the Lord, for the Lord, giving of yourself every day in the little things, caring for your loved ones, no, being a good mom and a good dad, being a good brother or a good sister. Being a good son and a good daughter. Striving to be obedient to God through our parents and, and through the uh, just authorities. It's, it's not like it's something, he's not asking of us something so extraordinary that we have to, you know, climb K2 to, 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 to do it. No. It's right at our fingertips. You are the hands and feet of Christ. Members of his body. That's what he's called us to. And that's why he's entrusted this message to us. Help missionaries in the world by giving a donation. Help St. Vincent de Paul serve the poor by filling a bag with some food. For Phil 2. Phil 3. No. Go home and pray for our government. For our leaders. That they will have a heart that follows the laws of God, not the laws of man. Pray for your 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 neighbors who may be suffering something you don't even realize, but they're going through hard times and need your prayer. Because your prayer is a missionary effort to give the love of Christ to souls. Don't doubt. St. Paul said to Timothy, I'm being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. He, he gave himself total. I've completed. Competed well, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. And now I need to stand before my Maker. He gave me this mission, I've tried my best to do it, and now it's up to Him to judge me according to His will. Well, He's going to do the same for each one of us. St. Paul gives us the example of giving our lives totally to Christ where we are, for as long as we're there, for whoever is in it, whoever we come across, to be that messenger that God has called you to be, that God has ordained you to be, that through your baptism you are priest, prophet, and king with him, and thus are called to give the message of Christ. God has reconciled the world to himself through Christ, but he has entrusted to us the message of salvation. What am I doing with it?